Hi, this is Jim Niarcus from the All Four Seasons Home Show. In this episode, we'll connect with super lawyer Gary Martin Hayes. Gary will be sharing critical advice on how you can keep safe in one of the most dangerous cities in America, our own Atlanta. If you follow Gary's tips, you'll keep yourself out of vulnerable situations that might just help save your life. Don't miss this one. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Extra 106.3 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? I am doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, we have a lot of fun every week uh, on the All Four Seasons Home Show with different entrepreneurs giving tips and advice to our, our listeners. But uh, this show here is a little more serious. You know, it's a very serious show. Um, I, you know, you folks out there don't go away because we've got a lot of good advice here and uh, you're not going to w- miss it. But, Dan, you know, the Atlanta, the city that's been too busy to hate, has evolved into one of the most dangerous cities in the country. And it's sad, but uh, it's a sad thing. You know, you can't go to, a, you, you know, you don't know what's going to happen when you go to a mall, to a sporting event, down to Buckhead, to a nightclub or a restaurant. It's become very dangerous at times. Yeah, it, it's, it's too bad, too, because I remember when I came down here almost 25 years ago. And I've just seen Atlanta get nicer and nicer, safer and safer, so much to do. And then just on the drop of a dime about a year ago, right, this the police issue and demonizing the police. And, and it's just created a situation where police don't even want to be out there or even if they are out there, sometimes they don't want to intervene the way that they had in the past. So I can tell you, even me, for the first time in my life, I've thought twice sometimes about going down to Atlanta people are confused they're wondering you know what's happened what you know this was a great place to live and it still is but they want to know you know what do we do can we go downtown all that we and we want people to continue to enjoy atlanta we want people to continue to go downtown enjoy the nightlife and the sports and all the venues so you know we have a very special guest here he's, he's not a stranger anybody but you know he's been interviewed on national tv and and been in all the national newspapers countless times he hosts his own radio and tv shows in the past he's a 17-time best-selling author civic leader and nationally recognized safety advocate He's Georgia's own super lawyer, Gary Martin Hayes. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show, Gary. Hey, guys. Great to see you. And thank you. I'm not going to be talking about 
legal topics today, talking about something that's really personal to me, the, the whole idea of personal safety, family safety, and I don't think there's enough information out there. So I appreciate you guys dedicating time to, to get the word out there. Well, everybody knows you with personal injury, workers' comp, social security benefits, a lot of other things. I know your involvement in the community and everything, and, and also with child safety, but what motivated you to get involved in safety training and prevention in the first place? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you three quick stories that happened back in 2008, and if you're in the area at the time, this is going to resurrect some memories about some some horrible things that, that happened here. January 1, 2008, Meredith Emerson was hiking in the mountains of North Georgia with her black lab, Ella. She was a Colorado native, an avid hiker. She was also a martial arts student and felt she could take care of herself. Well, while hiking alone, she was abducted, and the, uh, the man that abducted her eventually killed her a few days later. Then uh, just a month later, a month and a half later, uh, in, on March 4, 2008, Lauren Burke, she was from Marietta. She was a freshman attending Auburn University. While walking to the library by herself, she was abducted, forced into a car, driven from the scene, and was unfortunately killed. And then March 5th, the, the very next day, Eve Carson, who was from Athens, was a student at the University of North Carolina. She was at home alone studying, and at 1.30 in the morning, Two men entered the home, abducted her, forced her to uh, several ATMs to withdraw money, and then at 5 a.m. they put her out of the car and shot her. Those were three women, young women with ties to Georgia, from Georgia, that had their lives cut way too short. And at the time, my wife and I had three young daughters. Our oldest was seven, and our twins were just over uh, two years. And I was struggling with the issue. How do we keep our kids safe? What do we do to make sure they're protected? had a chance to meet Lauren Burke's mom, Vivi Gershon, and I expressed my condolences, but, but I asked her, what can we do? Do we put our girls in karate classes? And, and she responded with something that really resonated with me. It's important that we know how to defend ourselves and, and how to teach our kids to protect themselves, but it's more important for all of us to avoid ever putting ourselves in dangerous situations. So with that, that, that prompted me to, to want to get out there to educate our, our kids, our families on how to be safe. Gary, tell us about some of the safety concerns here in Georgia, maybe maybe some specific things. Yeah, these are stats from 2018 from the GBI's Crime Information Center, and, and this will, I think, scare a lot of people. Violent crime happens in Georgia every 13 minutes and 54 seconds. In 2018, we had 703 murders, 2,938 rapes, aggravated assault was over 9,000, robbery 24,000. Nonviolent crimes happen every one minute, 48 seconds. 2018, we had burglary at over 47,000, theft 214,000. Now, keep in mind, this is 2018 before we even had the defund the police movement. In Atlanta in 2019, 99 homicides. In 2020, there were 157 homicides. And yet, like you said, imagine the numbers in 2020. Imagine the numbers. They're going up in 2021. We thought... 2020 in a lot of places in the whole country, right? This was unprecedented. The jump that was made in one year was unprecedented. And it's going up even more this next year. I mean, if you look at it two years from 2019 to the end of 2021, it's going to be staggering the numbers. Yeah. And leaving the whole political discussion aside, let's just look at the sheer facts of the defund the police movement. Austin, Texas, they defunded the police $150 million. They had a 50% increase.
increase in homicides. In Los Angeles, defunded $175 million, 11.6% increase in homicides. In New York, they defunded $1 billion. They had a 97% increase in shootings and 45% increase in homicides. Well, you know, the, the culture is changing so much. You see it drifting down even to the kids. How about all this bullying and cyberbullying, Gary? Yeah, it, it, it's scary when we think about technology and how our kids are vulnerable 24-7. I mean, growing up, we didn't have cell phones, didn't have computers. But now they've all got uh, their cell phones and, and laptops in school, especially working virtually. of all students in grades four through eight reported being threatened or bullied. And again, this was before the lockdown. Every seven minutes on average, a child is bullied. And and here's a a scary stat again. When school was in session, only 4% of the time did an adult intervene. 11% of the time, a peer, another student intervened. But 85% of the time in a bullying incident, nobody intervened to protect the kids. Now, how can two plus two equal four if your child is worried about getting their head bashed in in the locker? It, It doesn't work. It's not an environment conducive to them to be able to learn. And, you know, a civilization, Dan, that doesn't protect its, its, its children, its, its babies, its children, it, it, it's not going to last very long. You know, don't you agree? you got to protect the, our youth. Well, it, it, again, I mean, youth is one thing. This is, this is going down the line, right? I mean, everything that is happening right now, when you start demonizing the police and, and, and people become very brazen on what they do and the way that they operate, thinking they're not going to get caught or they don't have to worry about bail or they know they're going to get released back on the street. These people start getting very confident in what they're doing. And little by little, it just gets worse and worse. You can't find policemen that actually want to do the job. And then even when they're supposed to do their job, they might go, you know, I'm going to take a step back. I don't want to get put on TV. I don't want to be the next person put on TV doing my sure. job and have where, where I go to jail for just trying to protect people. Yeah, Gary, what about abductions? I mean, people are being carjacked or being kidnapped, the, uh, the sex slave industry, all that. On average, there are over 203,000 abductions by family members in the U.S. But on average, there are 58,200 abductions every year by people that are not family members. Now, 15% of the time, the abductor will use the, the trick like, hey, I lost my puppy. Can you help me find him? Everybody assumes that's the big way they get him. That's only 15% of the time. 85% of the time, they use physical force. They actually grab the kid, say, come on, and the child, frozen in fear, goes with them. And if the abduction is successful, nearly half of those kids are going to be sexually assaulted. And of those kids that are abducted, 74% of the abducted children that are murdered are killed within the first three hours. So the last thing we want to have is a child abduction call go out to the police station and the police get there to the scene, but they don't know what to do because it's not something they're trained in the academy. They don't know how to go in. We saw that void, and in 2008, because of, of initiatives that uh, the organization, organization I started, Keep Georgia Safe, started, we were able to train over 80 state and law uh, enforcement officers on what to do in the event a child is abducted. Because we want that immediate response. We need them to know, hey, you cordon off the area. You make sure you account for all those uh, registered sex offenders. There's so many things that need to be done. That's great. And you can never start too soon, right, Gary? You can't. You, you can't. And, and the worst thing that we can do as parents is to put our head in the sand and pretend that the problem doesn't exist. Because it does. 
And, and there are two ways we can go about this. One, educating ourselves uh, to, to know what to do and also empowering our kids to give them uh, information on what to do. I mean, you, you may think your child is, is too young to worry about safety. Do you know what the most common age is at which a sexual assault happens or a sexual abuse begins? What is that? Three years of age. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, and you may think, hey, I'm immune to these kinds of issues because I live in a safe neighborhood. The U.S. Department of Justice estimates that on average there is one child molester per square mile in the U.S. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It's a lot worse than uh, I would have known, and I, yeah. I definitely wouldn't have thought that age uh, at three yeah, was, it's, was it's the scary. starting age of this. Uh, but but I, I give you these stats not to say, hey, we need to be overprotective. We need to put our child in the bubble. Just the opposite. We need to know how to empower our kids. Um, there's a great book by Ann Cassidy called Parents Who Think Too Much. And, and she wrote, the suits of armor we provide them are as dangerous as the world we're protecting them from. You don't want them to be so introverted, so shy, so unable to protect themselves that they're even more vulnerable. That's a that's a good point, and you don't think about that that much, Jim. I mean, it's you know we all worry about with our kids, right? Are we are we overprotecting them, or are we giving them too much mm-hmm. rope? And um, so that that's a balancing act always. But uh, I, I think you're right about that, Gary, and I'm, I subscribe to that theory as well. As listen, let's empower our kids. Let's make sure they they know when that situation happens, they're they're using their voice to say, uh, "You're not going to do this." And as their guardians, as their protectors. I think we need to also understand who our greatest threats are. You know, we're up against a break, Gary, but uh, if you were just joining us, we're here with super lawyer and safety advocate Gary Martin Hayes here on the All Four Seasons Home Show. When we come back, Gary's going to talk to us more about safety issues. Don't go away. You don't want to miss this show. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkus, and if you're just joining us, we're here with super lawyer and safety advocate Gary Martin Hayes talking about what's going on here in our culture, our society. Uh, you know, what do you need to do to be safe? He's uh, shared some incredible statistics with us, Dan. I'm shocked. I'm speechless, you know. We were talking at the break, and my goodness, it is shocking and, and pretty hard to put yourself in the mind of a pedophile. But uh, three years old, really, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty unbelievable. And as you were saying, Jim, it just seems like back in the past, even a criminal wouldn't hurt a child. But uh, for some reason, they seem empowered to do 
anything these days, and it's 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 just gets worse and worse what they're cap- people are capable of. And so, talking about the schools yeah. too, if I throw this out, you know, one of the greatest protectors we have, in addition to to us, is, is parents when our kids go to school. The teachers, they're vested in our kids. They're invested in our kids. They are concerned about their safety. They're frontline too in helping uh, bring awareness to the fact that they see a child being abused. And they could call and, and advise uh, Department of Family, Children's and Services to, to intervene and, and check on the safety and welfare of that child. During all this virtual remote learning, there was not that opportunity. God help us. God help those kids that were going through all those uh, horrible events without those people being able to see the problem and protect them. The, the damage that has been done to children during this for no reason at all, for kids that can't barely get the coronavirus and they barely can pass it on. And if they get it, nothing's going to happen to them. And what they did to children should never be forgiven in this country. So Gary, what can we do uh, to protect our kids? What are some of the things that, is there anything that we can do to to curb this uh, trend? Yeah, that's a great question. And and I think we need to approach the problem in, in two areas. One, what we as parents can do. And secondly, what we can do to help empower our children to protect themselves. Because I said, we can't be with them 24 seven. And as parents, we need to understand who the greatest threats are to our children. And this, you talk about a scary stat, this is going to bring it home in so many ways. According to the U.S. Advisory Board on Child Abuse and Neglect, between 85 to 90 percent of sexual abuse happens with a person known to the child. So Jim Breeling, he's a, uh, a guy who, a uh, child psychologist, specializes in sexual abuse at the National Institute of Mental Health in Maryland, was asked what parents should do to help keep their child safe. And his answer, tell parents to check out their friends and family members first. And I'll add to that, not only should you check out the, the family members and friends, you also need to check out the people that have access to your child, people that spend time with your child, because they could potentially be a threat. Well, you know, Gary, you've spent a lot of time here for several years now working specifically with with with, with uh, teaching children how to be safe in the schools, keep Georgia safe. Talk about the, what, what you what, what you started a few years ago, and because you've been very active. Yeah, for, for, thank you. For, from a proactive approach, again, it was always making sure we taught families and children how to protect themselves, how to avoid dangerous situations, what to do in the event of bullying. What to do, uh, God forbid, if there was an abduction attempt, uh, internet safety, out and about safety, pool safety. But we also recognize the fact that that bad things can and still do unfortunately happen. So how are we going to arm and and empower our law enforcement agencies to react in the event something bad like that happens? So we train them on child abduction response. We were also, before they really made it uh, available on all mediums, we would put out the text alert in the event a child was abducted in Georgia. We would put out a Maddie's call in the event a a disabled person mentally challenged was out. Like even an Alzheimer's patient or something, right? Correct. We were doing that. Thankfully now, all the the providers, the cell phone services have pulled together. They're doing that for us. But yeah, we'd get uh, an alert from the GBI at 2 a.m. We get up and, and have to push out that to all of our subscribers. So well, you've been a real pioneer, that's for sure. Yeah, Gary, I was thinking, so how do we identify some of these predators? How do we know what to, what to look for? 
It's a great question. I, I think the biggest thing we need to do is trust our gut or trust our kids to let us know when their gut is telling them something's not right. You know, in, in the South, we were always brought up to be polite. You know, uh, if the guy goes in to, to say hello, say hello back, son, daughter, uh, you know, the, just give him a hug. Well, if the child is telling you, I'm not comfortable with that, affirm that. Let them know it's okay. But you really need to look at some of the habits that the person may exhibit that uh, should worry you. Uh, do you get the feeling they, be, they enjoy being around your child more than you do? Do they seem overeager to watch your child? Do they continually call to, to babysit or to volunteer to give you a break? Uh, do they volunteer to become your, your child's taxi service so it can free you up to do some of your activities? Uh, do they seem to stare at your child for long periods of time or, or act like they just pay too much attention to the child? Those are potential warning signs. This is scary, Dan. You know what? It is, but that's really good information, too. And as you say that, that all makes sense once you, you know, you, you told us about some of those signs. Mm-hmm. That, that stuff all really does make sense because that would scare me a little bit. But, we, but, but it could yeah. be subtle, and people are looking for a break, right? When yeah. they have kids, if they're tough, sometimes, you know, they're all-encompassing, but... You know, somebody's willing to give you a break, right? right. And you, you you might be willing to, to give and them a shot. And you might think they're just being nice. That's right. I mean, there's no question about it. So you do have to think those things over. There's no doubt about it. Uh, what age should we start worrying about them being a victim? I mean, we talked about three, but... but uh, yeah, and, and that was one study that, that said, on average, the sexual abuse begins at three. A study by Deborah Boyer and David Fine broke it down even more uh, in a separate study they did. 24% of female sexual abuse victims were abused at five years of age or younger. Most studies show that 33% of the victims are under age six, and 33 are between six and 12, and the final third are between 12 and 18. So again, you, you can't think my child is too young. And, and think of the innocence of that child too, and, and the fear of what happens if I say something. You know, a lot of times the, uh, the fear is imposed on them by the person that's doing the abuse saying, you know, you can't tell anybody, or if you tell anybody, bad things are going to happen. And the child is put in that position where they are fearful of saying anything. Wow. Well, that's what happens, right? I mean, we've seen that over and over sometimes. And again, if it's a relative or somebody like that, they're scared to say anything. They don't know what the repercussions are going to be in their mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know if their parents are going to believe them when they tell them that they're, uh, you know, the... The mom's brother did this or, you know, oh, no way. There's no way that could have happened, right? And, and, and so maybe even they do say something and nothing happens and it can keep on going. And a lot of times the, the person that is grooming them for this eventual abuse is so believable, so credible, so respected by that child, they almost accept that this is what's supposed to happen because they see how their family interacts with, with this great uncle. He's so nice. Or that, you know, our neighbor is such a great guy. Um, you forget what it was like to be a kid, right? You forget that you didn't think the way you do right now when you were six or seven or eight or 10 or 12, right? I mean, you, you didn't know anything at at that point. Although a lot of kids act like they know everything, right? (laughs) And they remind us of that often. They, they do. Yes. Some of these predators, I guess, are even going to the extent of, of telling the child that, you know, we'll kill your parents if you say anything, right? I mean, they get to that to get to that level of threatening. And on the flip side, though, I've heard, you know, in talking with some of the abuse survivors, that some of the things their parents may have said may have kept the child from bringing it up. You know, one instance, 
repeatedly heard the father say, you know, if anybody were to do this to you, I'm going to kill him. Right, right. Well, at six, at 12, whatever age, they may accept that as a reality and fear. Oh, my God, I don't want to get my family in trouble. You know, what happens if my dad's arrested and, you know, we have no money coming in? They, they go down that road. Well, let's go into this a little bit deeper. I know you've been you've been talking about it, but you know, is there anything more we can do to empower our children to protect themselves? I mean, because it seems like a lot of it's on the kid too, right? You hate to put that on a kid, but well, again, it's a realization, and <laughs> yeah. you're right. It's a realization that we can't put them in bubble wrap and send them out the yeah. door with a, a device or a, a drone flying over them all the time, where we can keep constant visual contact on them to keep them safe. They have to be empowered. I co-wrote a book um, entitled The Authority on Child Safety, how to talk to your kids about their personal safety without scaring them. And all proceeds from from the sale of the book go back to child safety uh, programs. But in the book, we talk about playing the what would you do game, the what would you do game. It's a scenario type game. You can start playing with your kids as early as age three. You can make it fun and interactive, and it's a better approach than trying to lecture them on how to be safe. Uh, But there are some rules to the game. Don't be too specific. For example, don't ask the question, what would you do if you're walking down the street in your neighborhood and an older man wearing a baseball cap and a black van pulled over and told you to get in his van? The problem with that scenario, you're teaching your kid to be afraid of an older guy wearing baseball caps. A better question would be, what would you do if, if you're walking down the street in our neighborhood and a car made you feel uncomfortable or the driver made you feel uneasy? Let your children respond. Give them time to respond. The goal is for you to hear what thought process they have uh, going on. And it's better you wait and let them give you a, a wrong answer now than have them make that mistake in real life. You can correct them on their mistakes. And again, it's something that you can do while you're in carpool, while you're driving anywhere. It's better than just turn on the DVD and letting the DVD parent your child hear you're equipping your child. Uh, Avoid scaring your child. Uh, Don't ask, what would you do if someone smashed in your window, climbed in and grabbed you and pulled you out of the window and stuffed them in the trunk of your car? You give them that scenario, they're going to be sleeping in your bed with you, you know, (laughs) until they, they head off to college. So here's a good question that that you can ask. And again, there's so many scenarios in the book. But what would you do if someone came up to you at the playground and asked you to go with them to help them find their lost puppy? And it's amazing that the different responses you will get. Mm -hmm. And and keep in mind, though, as I talked about earlier, only 15% of the time do abductors use lures, tricks. 85% of the time they're grabbing that kid. But let the child respond to the question. What would you do if they said, help me find my puppy? They may say, wow, Daddy, I would go help because a little puppy can't survive without his mommy. So how do you respond to this? Mm-hmm. I mean, you understand the innocence yeah. of the child wanting to help the person, wanting to help that puppy. You tell them something like this. You're right. Puppies need their attention. They need their mommies. Uh, but if anybody ever asks you something like this, you come running and screaming to me, saying, Daddy, 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 to get my attention. This person's lost their puppy. And the reason why is Daddy is the best puppy finder in the world. Wow, I love the psychology behind yeah. this. And what you're yeah. doing, yeah, and I will go meet that person, and together we will help find that puppy. What, what you're having your, your child do and what you're teaching them is run to mommy or daddy, if we're there, make noise, 
and look for us to help them solve that problem if we're there with them. Now, uh, uh, mention the title of your book again and how do people sure. get that book? It's on book, Amazon. Book. It was the number one bestseller on Amazon. It's entitled The Authority on Child Safety. Again, how to talk to your kids about their personal safety without scaring them. Sounds like a great book, dude. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Every, every parent should get this book. I, I need it. I got a six and seven year old. So, and, and what were you guys taught growing up? The whole concept of stranger danger? Do you remember yeah. that? Sure, right. sure. All right. So, we need to avoid using stranger danger. We need to tell them, um, you know, go find an adult that you trust in the event there's a problem. And think about it from the child's perspective who's a stranger to them? Ask them that question. A lot of times they're going to say it's a person that's scary looking. They wear sunglasses. They have a scruffy beard. They have missing teeth. They look like they need a, a bath or they wear a mask. The concept of a stranger doesn't include someone who looks nice or, or right. someone who is friendly. Well, predators, they work at being nice. They, they work at being trustworthy. They're right. grooming these kids. So we, we got to get away from the whole stranger danger. And we need to teach our kids Trust your gut. It doesn't matter how the person looks. you got to pay attention to their behavior and make sure they're not trying to trick you. Well, I remember in some of your training, uh, you would tell, tell a child if they're uh, in a department store and, they, and lots of times the mom will let them go just one aisle over to the toy section. You used to say, uh, you know, they, they look for a mother. Look for another mother with children, right? If they, uh, even though they don't know that woman, that another mother is going to protect them, right? That's, that is the most important thing you can tell your child if you're ever separated. Uh, growing up, I was taught, hey, go look for a policeman. Mm-hmm. Well, right. they're, they're, yeah, thanks. Right. Do you find the police? A lot of them aren't around anymore. Right. Or a security guard. Your kid doesn't know who right. a security guard is. And think about it from their perspective. Looking up, mm-hmm. it's difficult for them to tell. And the, uh, gosh, thinking back to who some of the guys were that were security guards. You had the, the son of Sam Killer right. was a security guard. Yeah. Uh, the Hillside Strangler, the guy that shot John Lennon, these were yeah. all security yeah. guards. But you teach them to find a mommy and, and hopefully a mommy with kids because right. she's going to protect that kid as though it's their own. And, and I'm not running for political office, so I'm going to say something may not be politically correct, but it is highly unlikely that a woman is going to be a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. You know, we're playing the law percentages here. Plus, uh, a woman approached by like a lost child, they're going to take care of that child. And what you're doing, too, you're teaching your child to choose someone to help them rather than waiting for someone to choose them to help the child. Right. I remember how horrible it was. I was living in South Florida at the time. What happened at little Adam Walsh? He exactly. was in a Sears store in the toy, depart- toy aisle there. And she had, saw him one second. The next second, he was gone. And yeah. we all know how that turned out. Yeah. Sadly, sadly so. It's scary stuff for sure. Do you have any other? Uh, I know you you have several books. Do any other other, other ones pertain to security? This or, is really the one that that is on child safety and mm-hmm. and security, and and hopefully we can add add to it because there's there's so much more. I'm I'm sure that's going to come out of this lockdown, as you right. said. Well, what are some safety rules for all of us that we can put into practice today? Because you know you hear about things going on in Buckhead, you hear yeah. about things in the parking garage, Atlantic Mall. You know, this is this is getting crazy, Gary. Yeah, well, well there are obviously some, some things we can do around the home. Make sure you lock your doors. Don't give them easy access. And yeah. getting back to Eve Carson, who was a student at University of North Carolina, um, 
She was at home alone at 1.30. Her roommates were out, but her doors were unlocked. That's how they got into to the home. Uh, wear the seatbelt. My God, please buckle up when, you, when you're driving. Uh, start a neighborhood watch. Be alert for people in your neighborhood that don't look like they belong. Uh, so err on the side of, of, of calling the police. Not only look after yourself, but your neighbors just in case. And, and think about some of the... Uh, the, the things that are making your child vulnerable. And by that, I mean when they are out and about and you're, you're not with them. Look at your kid's backpack. Is their name sewn on their backpack when they're walking home from school? Or is their name, first name, especially on the back of their jersey? Um, what you are doing at that point, if their name is visible, you're giving that predator instant credibility. Because you can imagine what happens if he comes up, Sue? Sue, hey, don't you remember me? I'm your mom and dad's great friend. Well, when you're using, or that predator rather is using their first name, that's an instant in with this person. They may not remember, but if they know their name, then it's instant well, credibility if, if, with the child. People, some people haven't had kids in a while, too, and kids' memories are very short. So they're almost like, you, you know, you'll say something, yeah. hey, do you remember this? And you can tell they don't, but they're going to yeah. want to tell you, that, yeah. you know, they want, they want to. They want you to feel like they remember it, and they would do yeah. the, almost the same thing with somebody else like that. Like, oh, I, I probably know them. And those cute little stick figures that people put on the back of their minivans that have their children's names on it, don't do that. I know it's cute, but, again, what you're doing is advertising child on board, and this is his or her name, or these are their names. Uh, you just don't want to do that. With social well, I guess now we're calling it socialist media, but with social <laughs> media, uh, you got to keep your kids' social media uh, platforms private. And again, they should not be putting on there on the, their Facebook, their Instagram, any identifying information about them, their name, their home address, where they go to school, what activities they may participate in, because they're essentially advertising themselves to the predators. Hey, this is where I am. These are my interests. This is where you can find me. We don't want that. I would take it a step farther. I don't even think kids need to be on any of those yeah. platforms for a whole lot of reasons. I mean, You're even right. besides this, that there's nothing good that's coming from that for kids other than increasing suicide rates and, and, and making them feel worse about themselves and uh, getting in a whole lot of trouble. You're right. You're right. But please if they are, make sure it's private and trust, but verify, you know, and I, I tell my girls, I'm the one paying for the phones. I'm the one paying for the internet connection and the cell service. So I'm the one that gets to have access to your phone at any time. And they understand that. And they know that there are going to be eyes potentially looking at their stuff. So, and, and they're great girls anyway, but again, it's about making sure they're not unknowingly doing something safe. that's going to put them in, in potential harm's way. And, you know, you talk about social media so many times. A lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the wives and mothers are on social media with their friends, and they're talking about, hey, me and Bob are going to be going to Hawaii for a second honeymoon, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the, you know, the kids will be here, but they're old enough to stay by their self. And they're putting that information out there. You don't know who's going to see it. And th there's, a, there's a situation, right, Gary, that's Perfect vulnerable. for a robbery, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, hey, yeah, this is where you need to go. Right. You know, free access not only to, uh, you know, whatever belongings they have, but unfortunately even more sinister motives for some people. And I would say it's even more simple than that. But, you know, there's very simple things. And I think about this when I go on vacation. 
just telling people hey at work hey i'm going to be gone for a week you know and you start telling people in the office or you know the guys out on the field and you know listen you don't know when one of them is going to do something or they're going to tell somebody else yeah. that such and such is out of the office and or uh, you know on vacation and it's just it's just that easy and it's such a simple thing that you it don't is. think about yeah and, but you and need to we take staycations yeah we're not going anywhere. Wink, wink. We're 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 at home this week. Right. Yeah. It, it's important that if you are away, you're not posting all the beautiful sunsets on the beach. Look at what we're enjoying. When uh, people, okay, well, wait till you get here. home, right? Woo-hoo. Yeah. To brag about it. Yeah. And, and <laughs> security systems are, are equally important. Make sure you get those things up and installed. It's so cheap now to, to go get a ring doorbell or something right. like that. Right. What about uh, some assault prevention tips? You know, maybe when you're out of the car yeah. or, or walking down the road. Well, the number one rule for everybody, male or female, is the buddy system. It doesn't apply just to the pool. It's any time you're out and about. Again, two of the three of them we, we talked about. Um, Meredith was hiking by herself. Lauren was walking through the parking lot by herself. They were alone, and unfortunately, that made them vulnerable. Uh, think about some of the, the things that the predator is going to look for with these assaults location do you know what the most common location for an assault is in the u.s no parking lots the greatest number of attacks happen in a grocery store parking lot second is in a mall so attackers know that the person is going to be distracted they're pushing the buggy out they're looking for the car they may be on their cell phone they may have a lot of shopping bags they're vulnerable at that point wow it just seems like if we could say one word, put it in a nutshell, and you can't hardly put it in one word, but it would be aware, right? Always aware. be aware of your surroundings, right? That's it. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're here. We're getting. We're, we're here with super lawyer and safety advocate Gary Martin Hayes, who's who's just been sharing a lot of great information and tips. And and when we come back, we'll hear more about some assault prevention tips. We're going to be in our last segment, so don't go away. You're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show right here on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 1063. 
Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkis, and we're here this week with super lawyer and safety advocate, Gary Martin Hayes. It's been a great show, Gary. Great information. Uh, we want to go to a, a, a point where how do we fight back? I mean, what, what, what can we do when it comes to assault and uh, fighting back? Should we fight back? Should you go along? What should you do? People don't know what to do when they get all of a sudden get frightened and grabbed a, a woman in a parking lot or whatever. Yeah. And to set that the response to that question out, let, let me give two more areas of vulnerability, sure. and then we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll definitely okay. want to cover what we can do to fight back. Okay. We talked about location. Uh, you know, most common place for the assault is a parking lot. Time. The most common time for an attack in these parking lots is early morning. And when you try and find out what these predators, after all these interviews, what they've been looking for, they're looking for women with long hair, ponytails or, or braids, or and, and they want that of, uh, over women with short hair because it's easier, I guess, to, to grab. And they're looking for women with loose-fitting clothing. And the reason why they say is easier access if they're going to do something bad with them. But getting back to this, the whole idea of fighting is so important. There was a study of children that were successful in escaping abduction attempts, and they found out those kids that were successful in getting away, 50% fought back. But 90% of the kids were successful in getting away when they fought back and they yelled. They screamed. They screamed like hell because their life depended on it. What they were doing was not only physically attacking the guy, they were bringing an awareness to their situation where others would have been directing their attention to it. What's going on over there? That's the last thing the predator wants. So women, please make sure, God forbid, if there's any kind of assault attempt like that, you fight back, but you yell during the process. And again, they're looking for people that are distracted, people that are holding their head down, people that are looking through their purse to find their keys. You, and you don't want to wear earbuds, headphones. You don't want to be talking on the phone when you're out in the parking lot area. you got to constantly scan the horizon. Look at what is around you. Um, and, and hold the head up with confidence. They're not going to attack somebody that, that is on the alert. So, we, you know, if a predator grabs somebody and they said, hey, I'm not going to hurt you. But if you scream or fight back, I'm going to kill you. You just, you know, that's very frightening and intimidating. It is. So you're going to ignore that, and you got to realize that the only chance you have is to scream and fight. Right, Gary? It is, and, you know, we are the only species that actually cooperates with a predator in a lot of situations. Think about the gazelle at the watering hole. The lion's going up to it. The lion does not talk to the gazelle, hey, I need you to come with me, and the lion or the gazelle willingly goes with him, that gazelle is taken off running. But we have it reinforced on TV where you see the bad guy come up to him and say, hey, you're going to come with me. Well, the actor or actress in that scene goes with him. They volunteer. No, you've got to do the reverse. If they say, be quiet, come with me, you got to yell like hell, fight back, scratch their eyes, whatever, right? You do the opposite of what they tell you to do. And a good thing to do is prepare before you ever go out into that parking lot, before you go out of the building. Keep your keys out. Keep them between your fingers so that key can be a weapon, or your cell phone can be a weapon, your purse can be a weapon, or have that mace or pepper spray or a whistle. What about that pepper spray, that mace? Uh, some people say, well, you know, it could blow back in your face. Don't use that. It, it, do, do, so you, what do you think? Is that a good idea? I, I think there's got to be familiarity with the usage of it. 
I don't want it to give people a false sense of security. You got to know how to, to wear it or, or use it rather. Um, it, it's just a comfort level, really. It's, it's like a handgun. You know, you know I, I would never give my wife a handgun in her purse just because she's not comfortable. She hasn't had the training with it. Right. Well, hey, let's go where angels fear to tread. What about it? What about a handgun carrying in your purse or or a concealed uh, permit, whatever? What do you think about handguns for to protect I yourself am today? All for making sure that I know how to use my handguns that are safely stored throughout my home, throughout my vehicles. I've had the the handgun training, and I renew it every year, so I feel comfortable doing it. I think that's extremely important. I really do. Uh, if it comes down to, to me or my family versus a bad guy, well, you know, I may send flowers to the bad guy's funeral, but I, I'm going to protect my family and myself. So is it, safe to, say, is it safe to say you're a Second Amendment guy, Gary? Uh, huge. Dan, huge. how about you? Absolutely. Ne- never more than now, I can tell you that. Yeah. Never more but than I now. But I tragically lost all of mine in a canoeing accident. All of my guns are at the bottom of a lake. Wow. Wink, wink. I see. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. So if anybody, yeah, were to come and ask for mine. Right. right. Ah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Sad that's too story. bad. Yes. Yeah, that's too bad, Gary. So the laws of the jungle apply the moment you walk outside the door yeah. of your home. Resist, resist, resist. God forbid if anything happens to you, but don't avoid or don't put yourself in a situation where something like this can happen. I... I I want everybody to understand, fight like hell, claw, scratch, scream, poke the guy's eyes out. I don't care. I'd rather (laughs) teach that guy in jail how to read Braille than you become the next featured person in America's most wanted situation. I I really do. It's, It's tough to say, but I'm about protecting the good guy. Absolutely. Well, what do we uh, what do we t- tell our child if they're ever lost or separated from us? So, I mean, what if, if somebody does get them, what should they know if they are abducted? Is there anything they can say or do or whatever? Real quick, because we're yeah. running out of time. Yeah, again, scream, yell, bring awareness to their situation. Yeah. That's what they have to do, and trust their gut. Don't don't go with that individual. Don't put themselves in those situations where something bad can happen. Yeah, I think the bigger thing, big, biggest thing here is that we actually teach some of these things to the kids, right? I mean, don't just, you know, hey, I'll do that later or, or hey, that sounds like a good idea. I think I think putting things into action, right, with, with children and, and really talking to them about these type of situations is the biggest thing. And w- with all your parenting, right, I mean, you can have yeah. a lot of good intentions, but if you don't follow through with teaching your children something – it really doesn't do them any good, and it, and and you don't want to come in too late. It's always, we, we'll have alarm companies on, Jim. You always say you get a little cheap, you get the cheap alarm company. But if it doesn't work when you need it, what good, what good is, is it? it right? It's worth You're a right. million dollars if it works. It's worth nothing if it doesn't work. So yeah. it's the same type of situation. You gotta you gotta work with your children yeah. and and uh, or your wife or whomever else is in that exactly. situation to 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 be on their toes right now, especially with the crime that's going on right now in Atlanta. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Gary, it's, it's been a very informative show. We thank you for coming. And I, I hope that later in the year you might come back again. And yeah, talk I'd, I'd love us. to. And again, thank you guys for, for dedicating a forum to getting this information out. Again, we want to protect everybody. 
Right. Bottom line, that's what we need to do. And you're right, it's not just enough to talk about it. Hey, we got to educate our kids. Well, let's do it. Let's use that free time while we're driving to the, the baseball games or yeah. the, the baseball practice or the dance practice. Let's let's discuss these issues with them in a non-threatening environment. And if our listeners want more information, let's talk about your book and, uh, and the website Yeah, the book again. is available on Amazon. Again, it's called The Authority on Child Safety, How to Talk to Your Kids About Their Personal Safety Without Scaring Them. One other thing, I'd love to direct them to the Rad Kids website, R-A-D. K-I-D-S. Rad Kids is the nation's leading child safety program. I'm a huge fan of it. I'm certified in it. It's all about not only teaching them how to avoid those dangerous situations, but how to react and rehearsing what right. to do, God right. forbid, in the event something like that were to happen. And Dan, I want to sp- I want to thank you for sponsoring the All Four Seasons yeah. Home Show. Dan Watkins, uh, owner and founder of All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors for, for making these shows possible every week, Dan. Well, I have a lot of fun doing it and having great guests like Gary always make it worthwhile. And you can check out our shows, our past shows and current shows. You can you can uh, check it out in the podcast on Google, Apple, and Spotify. You can go to the 106.3 website and see the old shows. Uh, so, um, and, and, and just a reminder, we are here every Saturday morning at 9, right here on Atlanta's only conservative news talk station, Extra 106.3. And also 12.30 a.m., Dan. So uh, stick with us. Every week we're going to have a different topic. Next week we're having uh, Tony Blanco of Lightning Bug Electric. We're going to talk about electricity. So you have a good week, and thanks for tuning in. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.